Ready? Let's do it. Let's do the damn thing. Dear listener, <laughs> damn it, Carl, you're going to ruin that for me. Carlo, uh, dear listener, thank you for listening to uh, another episode of Savor the Burn. My name is Jonathan. Across the table from me is the spectacular Mr. W2. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you, uh, as always, thank you for listening to us on your podcast app of choice, uh, following us on, on all the socials, including but not limited to everything that we're on <laughs> I'll just shorten it to that um please uh stop. and don't forget x don't forget x yeah right we were on twitter but now twitter's not twitter formerly it's, known as twitter it's x yeah yeah what was the name of the uh the streaming thing i was asking you about uh i don't know <laughs> Yeah, okay, so Stitcher, in, in recent news, Stitcher has uh, announced that uh, they will be shutting down very soon. Probably by the time you hear this episode, they they have shut down, which is unfortunate because they were uh, one of the, or if not the first, um, podcast hosting website, which is, you know, you, you can find Sever the Burn there, but uh, for, unfortunately, you're not going to find there hmm. at all. Unfor- they're, they're, uh, they're closing up shop, just like uh, Yellow Freight. Yeah. Did. I'm sure you heard heard about that. Yep, yep. That's pretty nuts, though. Like, companies, not so much Stitcher, but, you know, uh, Yellow Freight's been open for decades and decades, and now they're just done. 30,000 employees looking for another another place to work. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. It, it does happen. Uh, luckily, not with regularity, but I'm, I'm really hoping that those folks are going to be okay. But I feel like I just... Dragged everybody down. I guess let's <laughs> drink some whiskey. Yeah, we're gonna drink some whiskey here tonight. We got a <laughs> we got a couple uh, tastings here, both from the same company called Redbreast. It's a revisit. Yeah, and anyone who's uh, been around and stuck with us for uh, a minute or two, you might recall back around uh, the uh, St. Patrick's Day time, mm-hmm. we did a whole line of uh different irish whiskeys and the outcome of that was this red breast 12 year becoming kind of our standard when it comes to irish whiskeys and yeah it was just so good and i thought you know what as we've gotten into this we've started to enjoy higher and higher proofs mm-hmm. and they make a cask strength version of that mm-hmm. and i was like we should not only revisit our Irish whiskey standard, but let's uh, let's turn it up a notch and uh, do a side by side comparison. So we've kind of poured them both, and we're going to jump into both of them side by side. Yeah, and just to kind of recap from you know way back when you talk about uh, different proofs, the Redbreast Twelve that we tried before mm-hmm. is it the same bottle? It's yeah, same bottle. Okay, so um, yeah, it's it, it was uh, eighty proof. Yeah, and the the other one that we're going to try tonight. Uh, well, we're revisiting one and we're trying another one. It's same red breast, uh, single pot still, aged 12 years, but this one is cask strength and it's got 116 proof. 118. Okay. Or does the bottle say 116? The bottle says 116.2. Okay. Okay. Online, I what I pulled said 118, so. Okay. 
Maybe some but, casks have stronger strengths. And, and that makes sense because, yeah, uh, it is going to vary from cask to cask. Uh, is it handwritten in by chance on, on the, the label on the bottle? It is not. Because I know uh, the the courage and conviction uh, Cuvier cask strength, mm-hmm. that was one that the proof was written in by hand after the fact. And when you go online and look at that one, there's a little bit of fluctuation from barrel to barrel. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but this one, it's it's just printed on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. This one, uh, Redbreast uses a really nice dark green glass. Mm-hmm. It's a slightly different uh, shape than what you would consider your standard shape glass. And uh, this is their 12-year. So this is kind of, uh, you know, which is a good amount of aging, especially when you compare it to a lot of the... The bourbons and, and mm-hmm. some of the rise that we've done over the episodes. This is their entry level. Yeah, they start at 12. They start at 12, and then they've got their cask strength, and then they go to 15, mm-hmm. and then 21, and then 27. And those can get kind of pricey. They they start to jump up quite a bit. The, the, oh, fif- yeah. the 15, and, and I, I say this very loosely, but the mm-hmm. 15 is still relatively, what's the word I'm looking for? Affordable? Affordable. It's still it's a $130 bottle. Wow. Huh. Um, so I'm not running out and buying it. I'm not running out and getting a whole cabinet full of them. Definitely not. But when you go from the 15 to the 21, which is, what is it? That's a six-year jump, but mm-hmm. that then becomes a $349 bottle, somewhere in there. And, you know, they can keep it. They and then have the, it. And then the 27-year, <clears throat> which they trade in the green glass uh and it's probably wrapped so it's probably the same bottle Mm -hmm. but it just has a a nice uh finish full bottle wrap on there but it is a gorgeous deep crimson red color Hmm. it's a 680 dollar bottle yeah which compared to some of the pappies and some of the the higher end blantons Mm -hmm. and you know, some of the other ones that, that we've seen price tags on, $700 is not terrible compared to some of the other ones, but I'm not buying $700 whiskey. Nope. Yep. Same here. Ain't going to happen. Low Ciento, bro. <laughs> With the um, the uh, the red breast, I think first go around, uh, we didn't we didn't have our rating system. We didn't. We just kind of uh, threw a number out there, I think. We were kind of loosely throwing a number out there here and there. We weren't kind of making that a standard format of mm-hmm. any kind. Uh, I just gave re- it a 1 to 10. I don't even remember what we gave it 1 to 10. I'd, I'd actually have to go back and revisit that yeah. myself. But I do know that out of all of them that we tried, this one smashed all the other Irish yeah. whiskeys that we tried. Yeah, we had, uh, I think we had Green Spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had one that wasn't an Irish whiskey. It was uh, oh, Devil's yeah, we, River. We did the Devil's River. We did the uh, Lomavadia. Yeah. And we did the Lomavadi? Lomavadi? Lomavadi. Lomavadi. There's one uh, the, more. The Quiet Man. Quiet Man. And then or the, was there two more? And then the Jameson Orange. Jameson, okay, yeah. Yeah, and the Jameson Orange, we made that, that cocktail with it. Uh, was mm-hmm. that the Bow Street Smash? Yes. Yeah. All right, so this has got like a, a creamy, it's got a, a vanilla to it. Uh, it's got some apple. Yeah, it, a lot of apple on the, on the on the nose. Which is indicative of your, your Irish mm-hmm. whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Color-wise, you know, I'm sitting here looking at them side by side, and I think it may be... S- Maybe a slightly lighter, maybe? Like a light gold? Oh, you're talking but, about one against the other? Yeah. Huh. 
I don't know. They're very similar. Yeah, very. The the tasting notes that I pulled from online say mahogany. I think it's more of a like I a, swear, a tarnished I ma- gold. I thought mahogany was a dark wood. As you said that, I, I recalled talking about that. Mm-hmm. To me, this is more of a like a tarnished gold, tarnished. I wouldn't say amber. So yeah, I, I would say like a like a tarnished gold. I say we put some on the mouth and see what happens. Mm. That smooth um, creaminess follows through. Yeah. It's got some spice on it before the finish comes in. Mm -hmm. I think my finish is just now coming in. The legs are very smooth and consistent on this. So when you swirl Mm -hmm. it through the glass, we've had some that have had kind of streaks and stripes in there. This seems to have a very even Mm -hmm. cascade. On the the nose, uh, going back a bit here, nose aroma smell. It says clean and fresh. What the hell? Like, <laughs> is that supposed to be like laundry detergent or something? <laughs> or, or whatever? I don't know. Linseed, nuts, cake, honeyed sweetness. It, it's got that. Yep. Touch of sherry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if I can smell that or not. Actually, I know I can't. I'm not, I don't have a lot of experience with sherry. Uh, cream soda, I, I would say, yeah, that's that creaminess. Vanilla, yeah, vanilla and creaminess. And some peppery mm-hmm. notes. The peppery mm-hmm. hit me. The spices on the on, on the, the palate, yep, or on yeah. the palate, yeah, on the palate, right before the finish, hmm. but with with a bit of a burn, mm-hmm. a lot of talking. <laughs> I'm definitely picking up. Uh, the notes say ginger cake. You know, the it says cake on the on the nose, but yeah. in the palate it says ginger cake. I don't know if I've ever had ginger cake. I don't know if I have either, but there's definitely a ginger quality to it. So I, I'm. I'm, I'm kind a fan of, of tying those together. Ginger and, and, and Marianne. And Gilligan. Oh, I, I see where <laughs> you're going with this. The millionaire's wife. <laughs> <Gar>. <laughs> no, but ginger spice. No, so it's it's good. It's really good. I like it. I can tasting it again reminds me exactly why it was that we um that we called this the new standard for Irish whiskeys. I mean it it just has such a, a nice, smooth creaminess to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot the, to lot to give. Yeah. And you know, the finish has that spice on there mm-hmm. and be with it being that creamy, it's a nice long finish. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's it's just there's a lot to enjoy there. Yeah. It's not just a, a sip that you know ruins your throat mm-hmm. your your entire trachea and and then like it's it's gone mm-hmm. luckily it leaves you with a little something a little something sweet this one that we just tasted the regular 12 year i no longer have the box for it but if i remember correctly uh it was a dark red box mm. whereas the cask strength is a dark blue box with a nice copper lettering on there and then the label on there what I love about the packaging and the whole presentation with it, uh, especially if you go online and look at their entire offering, them all side by side, mm-hmm. is each variation on their whiskey has a slightly different bird design to it. So oh, you, you, okay. look at, you look at the bird on the regular 12, and it has not taken flight yet. Right. And the cast strengths, its wings are spread. Yeah. And then it just continues on up through the 15, 21 and 27. Wow. And I think it's kind of cool that they've kind of carried a theme throughout all of them and mm-hmm. very elegant, very classy. So when you go to buy Red Breast, is it always in a box or is it? It is. Yeah. Okay. I, I got mine in a box. Um, I think it's a, it's a lot like the Blanton. Mm-hmm. Blanton's comes in a box at the distillery. Very rarely have I ever seen, I mean, I very rarely see it anyway, mm-hmm. but 
at your local liquor store, you never see the Blanton's box. No. And, and even more so, it also comes in a brown bag, kind of like the Crown Royal type bag. Mm-hmm. Usually don't get that either, but the mm. distillery, it's in the bag, in the box. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, I've never even seen a bag. I didn't even know it, it came in a bag. I, I've seen it in the in the mesh, like the plastic kind of mesh Oh, yeah. Thing. To keep the bottles from clanking together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. The more you know. <laughs> So when it comes to these notes that we have uh, typed out for us here, uh, with the flavor taste palette here, uh, it says assertive and complex, spices, sherry, toffee, ginger cake, which you already said, Brazil nuts, and treacle. Hmm. I think that's that's how we pronounce that, mm-hmm, treacle. Mm-hmm. And I think last time we talked about treacle, we had no idea what it was, and we looked it up, and I have since forgotten. I have too. <laughs> uh, lovely. And for finish, it just says spicy and long. Uh, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. The um, the spiciness takes a back seat, so it's a little more subtle on the finish. But, I mean, you can tell it's there. You got the spice without the heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just kind of what hangs out and lingers. Oh, red breast, did you have to let it linger? <laughs> We're such a fool for you. Cranberries, right? I believe so. One thing I really loved about Bad Wolves was Tommy Vexed. He was a... Uh, 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 an incredible singer, still is, I'm mm-hmm. sure he is, but he's, you know, unfortunately well known in his circles for having a bit of an attitude. And um, he, uh, I mean, when he was in uh, Divine Heresy with Dino from Fear Factory, he got, I don't know, he used to have a problem like Dino wanted him to sing a certain way. And I think Tommy wanted to do a little bit of a, a rapping kind of thing, and Dino wasn't mm. having it. And that was a point of contention. And then, like, as things go, things build and eventually get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Tommy snaps and, like, beats the shit out of both Dino and Dino's wife. So he's out. And then uh, later on down the road, they um, it turns out uh, he's, he's starting up another band with the former drummer from Devil Driver, uh, John Berklin, and I loves me some Devil Driver. Almost wore oh, a yeah. Devil Driver shirt uh, tonight, but instead I was <laughs> like, you know what? I bet he's gonna wear his Gourmand shirt, so I'm gonna wear mine too. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, and so uh, that the first two Bad Wolves records I think are are incredible, and those are the ones with Tommy uh, vexed on them. Hmm. But uh, I think yeah, they've got a new singer now, and they're they're just keeping on, keeping on, keeping on. So I saw you over there. Keep on burning. They're, they're just gonna keep on burning. <laughs> I saw you over there writing down notes on your stuff. I haven't written mine down at yep. all. Just working on my numbers. Yeah. The little write up I have here. I I think is is really kind of interesting it says uh red breast single pot still irish whiskey 12 year is one of two whiskeys on the market that are 100 single pot still irish whiskeys it's this the process of making whiskey in a copper pot still from both malted and unmalted barley that makes this red breast unique moreover no grain whiskey is added to the 12 year old. It's highly regarded as one of the best, if not the best, Irish whiskeys. I would agree with that by notable critics and laymen alike. And then there's us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would put myself in the layman category. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just uh, reiterate what we said when we first visited this. Yeah, this is this is one of the, the best Irish mm-hmm. whiskeys. Mm-hmm. And, and at 80 proof, you know, I, that, I was yeah. just thinking what about that. we just that. tried again is 80. You know, where we've come from, uh, it, it seems like here lately, our 80, even 90 proof whiskeys, we've been like, eh. Yeah. Eh, I mean, you know, n- not, they could do not knocking them, but, you know, yeah, it's just. Uh, Maybe give them a high five and a, add a boy. And... Right, right. 
there's a lot going on with this for an 80 proof. And and I also think too that the 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 nice spice on the finish mm-hmm. is uncharacteristic of a lot of other 80 proof whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Yep, when it comes to what we normally get out of an 80 proof whiskey, when the finish comes, everything else is gone, mm-hmm. including the spice. It's usually uh, an oakiness or it's a a caramel tone or something yep. of that nature. This one has a little bit of a vanilla e oaky caramel to it. Mm-hmm. I, I I kept picking up oakiness on here, and I didn't see oak anywhere in the in the notes. Apple's not in the notes either. No, it's not. But there's very much so a, a green apple mm-hmm. overtone. It's it's a it's a little bit of sweet, and you get the taste of the spicy the spices in mm-hmm. it, and that hangs out. It lingers. Yeah, and I like it. I like it so much on the finish. I'm just gonna go. Bottom up. Do it. Next to bottom up. Uh, on the finish, I gave it a 4.5. Well, look at that. I gave it a 4.5 also. Wow. Huh. How about on palate? Uh, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Okay. I went a little bit more liberal. Four and a half. Okay. Okay. Why uh, Why did you give it four and a quarter and not, you know, two? Four and a quarter is, is a great rating. Oh, yeah. I think I was just kind of leaving a little bit of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. No other reason. I did too. That's I did too. I don't know what would give me a five. I don't know what would give me a four and three quarter. So you I know, thought four and a half is perfect. Nose, I gave also four and a quarter. I bumped it down a little bit just because just looking at the notes, I wasn't sure what clean and fresh really meant. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really pick up on any linseed. There is a little bit of nuttiness to it maybe. Mm-hmm. Definitely some honey sweetness. Mm-hmm. Everything else pretty spot on. I didn't pick up on cake. I picked up on like a, a creaminess <coughs> and and some vanilla on the on the nose. Mm-hmm. But actually, you know what? It, that's still the the nose paragraph there. Cream cream soda, vanilla, yep. peppery notes. I didn't pick up on the peppery notes um, either on the on the nose. But everything I did pick up on, which is way more than I usually pick up on mm-hmm. a on an eighty proof, is why I gave it a four. Okay. How about bottle presentation? Bottle presentation. I don't know if I've given anything a. Five at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this one a four and a half. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it's very solid. And just knowing what they've done with their entire offering mm-hmm. and, and how they kind of carried a theme throughout all of their mm-hmm. their brand really really kind of showcases and all this and being a designer myself I greatly appreciate that stuff. Mm-hmm. It comes in a very nice uh, box so if it's a gift, easy to wrap. It's, it's easy to wrap. It's a great. Slap a bow on yep. it. Whatever. It's a wonderful looking bottle. Mm-hmm. It's got raised lettering on mm-hmm. the on the glass. All the information you could ever need. It's green glass. Right. You don't usually get green glass. Yeah. Looking at you know the 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 just the twelve year standard and then the twelve year cast strength. It's the same bottle, slightly different label. Mm-hmm. Different um, cap. The cap is red on the 12 year where it's blue on the cask strength and then on the label there's the the stripe that kind of differentiates the two corresponds with that color Mm -hmm. it's it's a cork yeah you just pulled the the top off it's actually a real cork Mm -hmm. topper not not composite composite. plastic of any kind Mm -hmm. well except for the the topper on the cork whatever that's not making contact with alcohol yeah and that's to be expected Mm -hmm. so yeah four and a half well i agree Totally. Um, everything you said. Um, I'm not a designer, but I have designed stuff. And um, I, I really appreciate what you pointed out, how the uh, with, with every offering down the product line, you get a different, a, a little variant 
in the in the label mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of like the red breast bird with blanton's like it'll have a little letter on it you know mm-hmm. and if you get collect the whole set it it spells <laughs> out blanton or blanton is it blanton's or blanton uh apostrophe s very cool very cool so not only is it a bottle with a, a with a unique uh to that specific offering you know whatever you know labeling uh it's got all the information you could want on there a little bit of history on the back it's got the the ABV on the side. It's got triple distilled, matured in the finest oak casks, you know, product of Ireland, single pot still. It's got all the information you want to see, whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's got everything. Plus, it comes in a in a cool box, uh, which carries on with the uh, the whole design mm-hmm. aspect to mm-hmm. it, and the whole presentation part of it. So I went ahead and just said, "Fuck it, I'm giving it a five. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I like it. So that brought my overall rating to a nine. Awesome. Mine was eight and three quarters. Eight and three quarters. <laughs> so we're still ballparking it. We are. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little more optimistic. You're a little more critical. That's cool. Yep. That's cool. We've got our own little style as far as to what it is that we do. Shall we just roll right on into our cask strength? Yeah. There, I don't think there's any reason to stop. Let's so, keep it while it's all fresh on the yeah. on the palate. I've yeah. got us some uh, some coffee beans for Very a little cool. bit of a cleansing. Yes. And he's got them in a little uh, a little ramekin. And uh, he's had uh, mine had two uh, two things covering it. two uh, what are they coasters mm-hmm. covering it up to make sure that the smell doesn't get out. Like that coffee bean did. I figured I'd pick it up just in case. <laughs> Little Ozman over there had a proclivity to eat coffee beans. And what does the uh, coffee bean experience do? It uh, it just helps wipe the wipe the palate clean. It, it really helps kind of take away all the different notes and all that, and then just kind of let your your brain do a reset mm-hmm. on uh, what it has previously uh, picked up on. So which really helps out with what we're doing. Yeah, tasting. So, what can you tell me about the uh, the cask strength? Is there anything different besides just it being cask strength? Yeah, I mean that that's it. It's supposedly it is the same mash bill, same twelve year, same aging. Really, the difference is is the the barrels are hand selected and it's barrel to bottle. Hmm. Well, I'd say color is identical. Mm-hmm. The what do we call that? We were looking at it. I, I I said I thought it was like a tarnished gold. Not the color, but like when we're holding it up and we're looking at it. Oh, the legs? Legs. Jesus, She's tap dancing legs. crap. Knows how to use them. If you don't know ZZ Top. Wow. If you don't know ZZ Top, just shut this off and go <laughs> listen to some ZZ Top greatest hits. Yeah, this has got legs for days. It's got all the thin little rivulets going down the side of it. The smell. What What is interesting though is it does smell different. It, it's it is a different on it's definitely different on the nose. You know the the color Just, says you know the first one says mahogany. This one says honey gold, which I I think that is more accurate. And, and like we said, they were very very similar mm-hmm. at, at glance side by side they still look the same to me i think i think a honey gold is a lot closer than mahogany yeah yeah there's definitely a little bit more heat on the nose and i'm definitely picking up some pear pear i'm not sure what i'm picking up it's so damn hot there's a there's a maltiness to it and a lot of spices yeah yeah i'd agree with that spicy malty Mm -hmm. little sweet See what happens here. 
Ooh. Holy shit, that's hot. <laughs> this one here on the flavor taste palette notes that you have typed out for us, it mentions a light oakiness, mm-hmm. which I thought I was picking up a light oakiness with the... Um, with the, uh, the 80 proof? Yeah, with the 80 proof. This one here, it comes out and says it. Yeah, so you said uh, malt. I picked up on that. Spiciness on the on the nose. You picked up on pear. I did not, which is fine. I don't always pick up on pear. I'm not a fan. There's a world of heat and spice to this, mm-hmm. but I still feel like it is still very, very smooth. Mm. Yeah, it's, cer- it's certainly not harsh, mm-hmm. as whiskeys can be, um, especially Irish whiskeys. So that's that's definitely a good thing, but yeah, good, the the jump in 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 heat. I I say heat is that that burn that you get mm-hmm. when, when you drink whiskey. It's um, the jump you get is very noticeable, like you absolutely oh, yeah. undeniable between eighty proof and one hundred and sixteen proof point two. Yeah, I mean that, and it, that's the difference of you know tavern strength. Uh-huh. Cutting it down or just pulling it straight from the barrel. Yeah. Had we done this backwards, we'd, we might have thought we were just drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> on your uh, notes here under flavor taste palette that you got with the uh, the typed out notes, it says rich with buttery baked pears, cinnamon spice apple cobbler, and a light oakiness. Finish just says smooth and coating. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's coating because the uh, mm-hmm. the the mouth heat spice took over the whole damn mouth. It's just like what, who, who hot? And it's just as long of a finish too. Yeah, the, the, after the heat leaves, the finish is still you know slightly sweet, and you can still kind of taste the spices. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. long and lingering. It, it's good. This little uh, tidbit, kind of a a rehash, but uh, I'll read it again because it ends with something slightly different. It says, Only a handful of Irish whiskey still use the single pot still process. Oddly, it's not about a specific type of still. Rather, it means using a combination of both malted and unmalted barley in the mash. And where a single malt whiskey is usually distilled twice, single pot still whiskey is usually distilled three times. Three times. Huh. I've seen that a lot on Irish whiskeys. Mm-hmm. It'll say it's triple distilled. Yep. Which is good, which is great, because it'll, um, the especially with copper, because copper pulls those tannins out of it, mm-hmm. and it makes mm-hmm. it taste a lot better. That actually reminds me of uh, when I was doing the Mitchers tour, mm-hmm. and we got to see the the copper still. Uh, they also, uh, they're not an Irish whiskey, but they use a copper still yeah. and all that. And I re- remember... Uh, I think they might be triples distilled also, mm. um, but I remember I'm blanking on the t- the right terminology, but they there is a part of it that passes through as they're pulling it out of the uh, the still. They're f- the first there's a, there's a glass window on uh-huh. the front of it, and the first uh, run of it. Uh, distillation of it. The glass window on there still has a slight blue tinting around the edges. Okay. And they said that that is from the copper that it's pulling through there. Yeah. And then their second phase that they're distilling it, that window was fairly, if not completely clear, 
because that second process cleans all that up and gets all that uh, those copper elements out of it. That is pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to find my way down there someday, and I'll get to poke around and mm-hmm. see all the all the sights and all the things. Um, before we give our our thoughts and our our ratings on this, get another poll real quick. There's a lot of lot more sherry on the nose, uh, maybe even also on the palate uh, that I'm pulling on this than I did on the first one. Maybe I need to try more more sherry wines that way i can know what we're talking about (laughs) but uh yeah it's 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 got a lot of a lot of spicy lingering spiciness it says smooth i would agree with smooth but um it's so damn hot it almost feels like it's not (laughs) smooth i think this one would be great um in a in a cocktail just because it's got Mm-hmm. You know, more proof for the dilution, but mm-hmm. it's also got some, I would say, better tasting notes. I haven't really gotten into it, but um, it, it says uh, cinnamon spiced apple cobbler. I'm not picking up on anything creamy tasting or um, really, you know, sweet tasting. Mm-hmm. But apple, yes. Spice, yeah. Cinnamon, it kind of goes with the whole spice thing. I don't know about buttery baked pears buttery is something that i picked up on the on the nose on uh on the original uh red breast 12 year but i didn't really pick up butteriness on this one hmm. but i mean it says rich with buttery baked pears so i mean i don't know what a buttery baked pear tastes like <laughs> or even smells like or looks like i can imagine it looks awful because they're pears <laughs> <laughs> who knows maybe i might like them if, if i if i had them you know buttery and baked but uh, while I'm, I haven't written my uh, my rating down. But while you're writing yours down, I'll read uh, three of the yeah. uh, comments that we got on our uh, post in the Kansas City Whiskey Guild uh, group. Uh, w2 took a picture of the two bottles, you know, with a couple of uh, things from a from a the the bar bar tool kit, and uh, it says uh, Red Breast Twelve versus Red Breast Cask Strength, which is better. But um, it seems like everybody likes both, uh, but I'm just going to read three of the comments. Okay. Uh, Holly says, my faves. Andrew says, cask all day. So I guess he's got a bit of a preference over the two. Yeah. Uh, Richard says, both awesome, cask better. Now, that's just their personal preference. I don't, they, they don't say why. They don't get into it. Sometimes I like a little bit of a long-winded description <laughs> when I'm trying to get people to talk about why they think the way they think. Uh, a few months ago... Uh, I was up at the Whiskey Snug uh-huh. and uh, doing some editing on this here podcast, and I actually had a pull of this cask strength, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. Good times. You know, it, it is worth mentioning, too, that uh, uh, up here at the the top of this, it says, Irish distillers stubbornly adhere to their time-tested methods and practices for making the world's most popular Irish whiskeys, including Jameson, Powers, Patty, Redbreast, Greenspot, and Middleton. By the way, if you go go out on, online, you will find that all of those brands are actually under the same brand. Wow. Huh. Mid- Middleton is responsible for all of those brands. Which I did not know until I was looking at that. I I knew a few of them were related. I knew like Green Spot and uh, Redbreast are all distilled at the actual Middleton Distillery. Mm-hmm. Jameson's got their own. Powers I think has their own. But yeah, they actually all mm. live under the same 
family. Well, that's pretty cool. It goes on to say, uh, the good men at Redbreast set themselves apart by being one of the very few remaining single pot still whiskeys and provide four variants of it, all of which you've said, but it all says, uh, also says all of them top notch. Yeah, the other one that I did not mention, I mentioned the, the 12, 15, 21, and 27. Mm-hmm. The other one that I'm I'm on the on the hunt for uh, is the Redbreast Lestau edition. Hmm. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's uh, L A S T A U. It is. It has a special cognac or or sherry cask that it's finished in. Hmm. So it supposedly is a little bit sweeter and does not have as much heat. Uh, I know it's higher than eighty proof, but I don't remember what the proof is on it. Hmm. Um, it's. Whereas the regular 12-year uh, Red Breast is about a $64, $65 bottle. The Lestau is $75, mm. $78 bottle. And Irish whiskey generally is sweeter than than other yep. whiskeys. So having an extra sweet Irish whiskey might be right up my alley. Yeah. And what, what else did you say about it? It wasn't just sweet, it was something else? What did I say? I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> but I, I guess that's a good reason to, uh, to head over to the rating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My rating surprised me. Yeah? You know, like we've talked about before, um, actually breaking out this rating system by nose, palate, finish, bottle presentation mm-hmm. forces you to stop and think about all those different elements separately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you would have just had asked me to throw a number out there, even though the cast strength is much hotter, I would have told you, yeah, I... I enjoyed that one and i would have given it a higher number mm-hmm. than the other one but that was not the case when i added and did my math on uh hmm. the rating for this all right well what'd you get for nose nose i gave it a four and a half four and a half i gave it a three and a half okay i like the nose a little bit more than the the first one i picked up on uh the the ripe pears and malt um mm-hmm. that i did not get in the regular 12 year uh, I really enjoyed. It had a whole lot more heat on the nose, mm-hmm. which I think translates to the baking spice that it talks about. Mm. I'm not sure about the fresh baked scones, but right. maybe. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the, in the nose. Maybe is that is that kind of a a, a fresh breadiness to it? I don't know. I, I'm a colonial. You know, <laughs> I, when we the Americans came over here and we got away from colonialism, we. Uh, we revolted in a revolution and never looked back. <laughs> so I don't I don't bother with English food, scones, scones. <laughs> that we call that they would call we would call their scones biscuits and they mm-hmm. would call our biscuits scones. What they call biscuits are like crackers, right? Right, like animal crackers or something. But. And scones are kind of a drier, more dense biscuit. And who wants that? No, I want something light and fluffy, something throw some butter, maybe some blackberry jam on it. Not unless you're dipping it in your coffee. It, yeah, yeah. I remember coffee. <laughs> Those were well, that's the days. right. You've uh you've you've uh Yeah, I've stuck all caffeine, caffeine to the to the side. Mm-hmm. I need to have my, my ticker checked out <laughs> to see if it's something I can come back to or not. Because that's that's how I I would drink my coffee black. I wouldn't have a bunch of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't mm-hmm. The worst thing for you. In fact, my uh, doctor told me it was okay, and it was actually better that I did drink it until, you know, strange palpitations happened, and I, I told her about my notoriously slow heartbeat. You know, <laughs> but whatever. It's always in the low fifties or uh, high high forties. 
you know, hmm. resting anyway, not when I'm, you know, jumping around like a half jacked off house cat, but it's <laughs> not on stage. No, it's not, that's not stage heartbeat. Stage heartbeat's probably <laughs> closer to everybody else's, you know, normal resting <laughs> somewhere in the 60s and 70s. Enough about me and my weird old man health talk on uh, uh, nose. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Okay. Um, it was hard for me to really smell anything past that initial flash of mm-hmm. of all the um, off-gassing, the, what do they call that? It's just, just the heat coming off yeah. on the nose. It, you know, it singed the nose hairs real quick, and I'm like, Bleh. what the hell was that? <laughs> How am I supposed to smell anything now? I guess I could have buried my nose back in the coffee beans, but I'm too tempted to eat the motherfuckers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I didn't really pick up on all of the knows all these uh notes here um maybe some of it was uh subliminal uh not even subliminal because you you said malt malted you know spices or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i can pick up on the malt because when when i hear malt i think like barley like Mm -hmm. malted Mm -hmm. barley Mm -hmm. and i totally picked up on that i just couldn't i'm not always quick to identify that's exactly what that is so i've said before that sometimes that that's where i get where i get the uh like a grassiness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of flavor or whatever to it and i'm a huge fan of Oktoberfest beers. Mm-hmm. Are those barley beers? Wait, well, they're very, very malty. Malty? There, okay. There is a lot of malt flavor that uh, comes with a, with a Oktoberfest beer. And so I can usually pick up malt quite quite quickly. I've eaten a lot of malted milk balls. <laughs> like, uh, like whoppers I oh think. yeah those are oh i love whoppers they don't that that tastes like a different kind of malt uh, yeah than like beer malt <laughs> really weird i don't know i don't know what's what maybe i could do a little research and figure out why it's so we so different <laughs> but i'm sure it's elementary to, to somebody that knows uh the difference wholeheartedly so on the palate uh once i got past the uh the initial shock of the uh of the spicy of of the heat on the on the nose i couldn't pick up everything here that it said in the in the tasting notes rich and buttery baked pears cinnamon spiced apple cobbler and a light oakiness i did pick up on the light oakiness almost immediately and uh there was a lot of spice uh there was apple mm-hmm. uh the cinnamon i would consider that one and the same with the spice with the cobbler also yeah with the cobbler me. but it, it didn't wow me, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, like the other one did, probably because it's a lower proof and whatever. I'm, I don't know why. I, anyway, so I'm not definitely not talking smack, but I, I gave it a three. All right. I, I gave it a three. I gave my palette a four. Gave it a four. How about the finish? The finish, I gave that a four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Okay. Which I was down a little bit. I was a four and a half on on the previous one. So, you know, the finish finish was a, was a lot hotter, um, mm. but it still had uh, a nice, smooth... They said smooth and coating. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm not sure either. The coating part. Mm-hmm. It definitely was smooth. It was definitely long, and there was a lot of heat and spice uh, with it, which I didn't find off-putting. I, I enjoyed. And so... Four and a quarter. The heat, I attributed that to the to the flavor, to the taste, mm-hmm. the palate. I didn't include that in my finish. So once the once the heat was gone, all I was left with was the spice and the smoothness and the lingering kind of smooth, spicy sweetness. So I kept I kept mine at a four on that one. I'm not sure what I put on the last one. Four and a half. Okay. So it dropped a little bit, probably just because of the uh, abrasiveness is the wrong term, but like the uh, 
the the amount of the heat mm-hmm. I was still kind of reeling from at the end of the uh, before before the finish kicked in. In bottle presentation, I'm still locked in at a five for yeah. every single reason that we said beforehand. Uh, I'm still. Yeah, I mean, and, when you pointed out that the birds were different and how it always comes in this cool box, like, and the bottle's cool, you know, it's it's not an amazing looking bottle or anything. It's not, not like fireworks going off or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's not like the notebook or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that meant. Anyway, so like, it's, it's it, you know, it's I, I love the presentation of it. I love yep. how it was packaged and put together with all the thought that they put into it to uh, put this whole thing together. So, so uh, that's why I'm keeping it locked at a five. And yeah. I probably would at least a five for all the rest of what they offer. Yeah. And I left mine at four and a half because that's what I gave it the last one. Very cool. So what did that bring your overall rating to? That brought my overall rating to eight and five eighths. Eight and five eighths. Mm-hmm. 0.625. Mm-hmm. For those out there <laughs> I actually, trying to do math with us. I actually wrote down eight... <laughs> Point five eight, <laughs> idiot. Of course, eight point six two five. Yeah. So, uh, uh, my rating overall rating is uh, seven and three quarter. That's still a really good 7. rating. Seven point seven five. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's uh, it's still better than average. Mm-hmm. It's still an offering with uh, quite a bit to 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 offer. It's not plain. It's not average. It's just better. But uh, it's got a lot more heat to it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I would say if you like or love the Redbreast 12 year uh, at 80 proof, but you think it it would do better if it had a little bit more uh, proof to it, uh, definitely check out the mm-hmm. cask strength. Mm-hmm. It's still Redbreast. It's still 12 years. It's still you know single pot still triple distilled. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about this is it's got you a know, little extra heat to it. It's one thing to put one whiskey up against another whiskey and try to compare side by side on two different whiskeys here we're talking about it's essentially the exact same whiskey the difference is one is been pulled out and cut down to a specific proof for bottling and the other one is straight out of the barrel Mm -hmm. what's gone into that barrel is exactly the same they're both age the same that's really the only difference but what what the outcome is are two vastly different whiskeys yep so uh i i wrote down here uh if you like or love the original 80 proof red breast 12 uh, but i always thought it could use a little more proof grab a bottle of the cask strength well mr w2 do you have any final thoughts on these on these two um, offerings the red breast 12 and the red breast cask strength you know, just just by taste and gut alone, mm-hmm. I would have told you hands down, cast strength was was my favorite out of the two. Mm-hmm. But the numbers don't lie, uh, right? You know, as as we kind of gone through this exercise and picked up and pulled apart all the different nuances, my twelve year standard squeaked in uh, a little bit ahead of uh, the cask strength. What was your what was your numbers on that? Nose to total? Cask strength was eight and five eighths, and my twelve year standard was eight and three quarters. Mm-hmm. So literally an eighth of a point difference. Eighth of a point difference. <laughs> eight point six two five. Yeah, mine my cast strength was was the lower of the two. Mine was a bit drastic. Uh, compared to yours. Like cast strength was also lower of the two, seven seven and three quarter. 
and the uh, the original was uh, was a nine for me. I don't yeah. I don't know if I've rated anything a nine uh, before uh, with this rating anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, so you've you've heard our thoughts on the Red Breast uh, Irish whiskey, the original Red Breast Twelve, and you know how we feel about it. So this time was more kind of about the the, the testing and, and tasting and review or whatever of the uh, the cask strength version of it. And what we have to say about that is, if you like or love the original eighty proof Red Breast Twelve, uh, but I always thought it could use a little more proof. Grab a bottle of the cask strength. Um, if it's a little too hot uh, uh, in a in a in a single pour in a dram by itself, uh, that's fine because a no. lot of these these high er proof anything you know. 90 or above i would consider maybe maybe 90 or above is a higher proof uh, might be a little too palatable for you know average dude like me to just sip and savor so i guess uh any final thoughts that that sums me up that sums you up yeah you've, you've given me your your final thoughts and <laughs> i've given uh the the listener we've we've both given the listener <laughs> the dear listener our final thoughts dear so listener. <laughs> once again thank you for listening to savor the burn on your favorite podcast app of choice uh unfortunately not stitcher anymore <laughs> but um uh, which definitely sucks for them they've been around for a while uh thank you for uh, checking us out on all socials facebook instagram twitter tiktok most especially youtube where you're gonna find the um the bar tool kit giveaway all the details i'm sure you've probably seen them by now if not pay attention you're gonna <laughs> damn it look for them and listen to us all you have to do is be a subscriber on the youtube channel by Thanksgiving, and we're going to show our thanks and gratitude to you, the viewer slash subscriber on YouTube, by giving away this uh, this really cool bar toolkit. Yeah, I think we're still working on the details on that, but I think the plan is to uh, randomly pull a subscriber yeah. on Black Friday. Yeah, it's it's going to be perfect. Well, I think we're going to have uh, little Henry uh, pull the name. That way, there's no bias. There Nobody- we go. There's going to be lots of names in there. At least I fucking hope so. There fucking better be. Hit subscribe. <laughs> Follow us on the on the, on the the YouTubes. Uh, send us an email. Info at savertheburn.com. Send me, Jonathan, at savertheburn.com. Send the spectacular W2 an email at W2 at savertheburn.com. Thank you for uh, subscribing and following us everywhere. And uh, definitely check out the website, savertheburn.com, for all the newest and latest updates that the Mr. Spectacular has been uh, <laughs> constantly, diligently working hard to, uh, to keep updated and refreshed and, and, and new things all the time. I definitely like it. So no matter who you are and what you're doing or who you're with or what it is who you're with is doing, <laughs> what you're drinking or not drinking for that matter, always remember, dear listener... To keep, keep on, on burning. burning.